sometimes we don't do stuff because we're afraid what other people will think of us, uh, how the world will react, how people will react to us, and uh, what are the consequences are going to be for us. And uh, one of the books, uh, The Courage to be Disliked, by uh, Ichiro Kishimi and Fumitake Koga, is dealing with this. So, um, how to have courage to do stuff. This is something I want to discuss with you today on the podcast. All right. So, to begin, I should explain the format of the book, because it's very unusual. So, I've come to expect when reading or listening to nonfiction to be explained things in clear, precise prose, and maybe some storytelling, uh, maybe some personal touch, um, maybe some moral data. Depends on the book. But no, this book had to be special. This book <laughs> is all two people. One young person um, confused and angry about life and this old uh, master, uh, sage, uh, someone with lots of wisdom about life, about philosophy, about Adlerian psychology, like uh, the, the audiobook um, narrator uh, said, and they talk to each other. And... <laughs> Uh, I don't know about you, Michael, but that was exhausting. Like, I, 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 I thought I would give up this book a couple of times. Like, I, I couldn't listen to, 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 to this when uh, the, the, the sage master w w would say another, um, you know, another phrase, another term that um, uh, Adler invented, like separation of tasks. And then the other uh, voice actor would be like, separation of tasks? And then he would uh, go on to explain it. Like, oh, no, this, this dialogue it was the worst. I, <sighs> I, I, didn't, I didn't like the form of the book at all. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I liked the Q&A kind of uh, format. Of course, it was exaggerated <laughs> many times. <laughs> but I admit that. But... I, it was just different, and you're right. The now that you say it, uh, the, yeah, to reach to the conclusion of the book was really hard and took lots of time. That's true. Like yeah. usually, nonfiction book, like for example, essentialism, it gives you the premise of the book, it gives you the very brief explanation, and then it primes mm -hmm. you to actually believe it. Right here. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. we were led by these questions and answers and vague stories to finally reach the conclusion, right? Yeah, and it was also, for me, just unbearable because the, the, the sage would explain this, uh, this, uh, this theory, this, this, this philosophy, this, um, you know, philosophy slash psychological uh, theory. And some of the, the claims of it are... are um, pretty strong and, and pretty, uh, some of them sound pretty outrageous and, and, and the, the, young, the, the, the youth uh, in the book would be outraged by it too and uh, ask sometimes silly questions, sometimes very good questions and sometimes the sage would convincingly answer them 
and sometimes he would evade them, like not not actually answering concerns that, hey, I'm listening to this and I I, I don't get it and I, I don't believe you, please convince me. And and he would, you know, fake convince this this person that doesn't exist and and then move on to another topic and that was so frustrating you know in this dialogue form that it's 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 trying to make you believe in this conversation that that's just you know that's invented that's a um, amalgamation of of different people's um uh, experience with this this philosophy yeah okay form aside uh i wanted to talk about this book because uh, apart from you know the form the questionable uh, um, way it's been presented I really enjoyed some of the concepts from the book, mm-hmm. and um, especially because they kind of relate to the uh, the punished by rewards book that we discussed on the show before. So for me, it was easier to read this book or to listen to this book because of these concepts. Because I've already, I was already primed by the other one, so by the the punished by rewards. Uh, do you agree that the the other one like really helped us out? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, there was definitely a chapter that related to it very much that um, talked about not praising or rebuking and about mm-hmm. um, you know separation of tasks and, and respecting other people's um, kind of uh, autonomy and we'll, we'll get to explain that. Um, but I think most of the book was about other things and I, I didn't see the connection and I I wasn't convinced by a large chunks of the book there were some ideas that I liked but um, mostly I was I was just confused about the strange theory okay so let's go through the things first so separation of tasks what does that mean okay uh, so the book argues that interpersonal relationship problems which it also says all problems are interpersonal relationship problems which is a phrase yeah. I, I've heard so many times I hate and uh, All I, uh, problems are interpersonal relationship problems. Yeah, whatever. Um, I, I I don't I don't buy that. But inter but the part I, that does make sense to me is uh, interpersonal relationship problems uh, arise from you intruding upon other people's tasks or your tasks being intruded upon. And, and that, that's, that's just a, a term that was invented a long time ago, so it, it sounds kind of strange. But but your tasks are kind of to live your life, and it's, they're, they're talking about the, the tasks of work, the tasks of uh, friendship, the tasks of family, etc. And um, this is, I, I would phrase it very differently. It, it, it's really about um, autonomy and respecting other people's autonomy that... You are supposed to live your life, and other people are supposed to live their lives. And uh, regardless if it's it's your your family, your your friends, you just you you can't interfere and intervene too much. You can and you should uh, encourage and offer support if needed, but you can't live someone else's life. You can't tell them what to do. You can't. Uh, do things for them you uh you can't be worried about what they think about you or you know uh, face their obstacles it's it's their tasks and it's it's not it's not that you don't care about other people it's that intruding and in- intervening when you know, just ask for help um 
it's you're stealing someone's autonomy. You're living someone else's life. And in the long term, it doesn't help them. And it certainly doesn't help you because you're constantly worried about what other people think about you. You're constantly worried about other people's lives, neglecting yourself. And if you neglect yourself, you can't help others. Yeah, I can really relate to this because um, I'm a father of three and uh, one of them is 10 10, 10 years old now. And I've realized how much I'm really helping her by um, by doing stuff for her. And uh, we realized that recently with my wife that we should be more like telling her, like, you know, it's your job. It's your thing to do. Like, you know, like, you know, daddy, I need some water. Fetch the water. I'm not going to bring you water right now. I'm like, uh, like this is your problem. You're, <laughs> you're thirsty. You know where the water is. Get the water. Like, this is the basic example. But uh, uh, recently when we were packing, we we're traveling, the same thing. You know, we were packing for them to make it easier on all of us. Mm-hmm. Just removing their autonomy to really be able to pack themselves and suffer the consequences of not having enough clothes or having too many clothes. Um, so I realized this, that uh, we have to be more mindful about how we relate to our children to make sure that we let them, you know, get the stuff themselves. We let them explore stuff themselves. We let them do their tasks themselves. Something that was similar to from, from with the book of you know punished by rewards was the last was the recent events um, of what happened with my middle child. She's six and a half right now, and she didn't like reading the books. And then I realized I shouldn't be pushing her to read the books. It's her task to read the books. I should try to encourage her, show her like how good, cool it is, but it, it should be her motivation, intrinsic motivation to do it. And yeah. now when she f- realized she like, like how her older sister is reading the books, how we are reading the books, she started getting into it. And now she's motivating herself to read the book, to fetch the books, like to, 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 to explore new books. She's doing it on her own. Um, but she achieved it because we let her, we get her space to do it. So, um, so for me, this kind of separation of tasks is really important as a parent, you know. Uh, and 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 this is some, this is a constant struggle because you, as a parent, as an adult, you know what's efficient, you know what's fast, you you have lived through enough years to know the correct solution to problem, but yeah, it, because of that you don't let them discover the solution. You don't let them discover the world. And you should be able to restrain yourself from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe in different contexts, but I'm, I'm also kind of relearning that not to uh, not to take shortcuts to help other people when I, I know exactly what needs to be done because I can be everything to everyone. And uh, for example, at work, um, there's many problems which you know, if I delegate something to someone, they will struggle with it and they won't know what to do about it. Whereas I know exactly what needs to be done and I could do it in an hour. But there are so many things I can do in an hour that I don't have the hour. And so... Exactly. I <laughs> And so many projects that take a lot longer that I'm postponing because I'm doing all these other things. And here, quite literally... Uh, we're talking about tasks that, you know, I, 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 I have to learn the fact that um, just because I, I walk the walk and 
under, I've arrived at this solution and now I, I know how to do something. Uh, doesn't mean that I, I should I should steal the, the 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 journey to get there because they have to get there too. And even though I know the shortcut, if I give them the shortcut, they won't learn anything. And it's, it's going to be more painful to do it the slow way. And it's going to be frustrating for me, frustrating as hell. But that's necessary for the whole team to grow. Yeah, exactly. And another thing, another concept uh, here, which is kind of more struggling for me, and uh, maybe you have some something to, to, to share here, um, is this thing that I have this constant struggle uh, when I see a close friend having a problem or I see something in their life which I don't think is correct mm-hmm. and I'm afraid to say it. Um, you know, because on one hand, I might not have all the information, right, about like their situation because it's their life again. I don't want to live this mm-hmm. life for them. But on the other hand, I see myself as 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 a friend, so I have this obligation, kind of, the obligation to actually tell them about it because and, and tell them frankly how I see the situation. And uh, the problems I have with this is, first of all, of course, they may be really annoyed by me telling them. Second, I don't want to sound or be judgmental because this is very quickly, like very easy to, to, to get to, you know, like I'm judging your life and your life is, you know, like this, you're doing this wrong and you're all wrong. So this is also a problem. And second, and, and then third, <laughs> the courage to be disliked. I don't want to be disliked by them by telling them something that they might not like to hear. So um, mm-hmm. how do you deal with this? How do you deal with, you know, with, telling something to your friends, frankly. Well, frankly, I have a similar but kind of opposite problem. I, I've noticed myself doing, and I've been struggling with this recently, which is um, I do tell people around me, you know, uh, close people around me, um, when when I, I, I sense that they're, they're struggling with, with something or, or that... They're they're doing something that that I believe is is wrong because I I, I got to the point that I, under, I understood, man, this is wrong. So for for example, um, <laughs> we we've talked about it um, two weeks ago on, on the show in digital minimalism. I've just uh, I've I've been living this digital minimalist lifestyle more and more over the last twenty years, and it just um, it, it has started to just drive me a little crazy. Whenever I I see people just totally, absolutely, um, mindlessly, you know, g- getting their phones to look at Facebook or Instagram and just just totally mindless, you know, open Instagram and tap on on the first story and start swiping. Sometimes in the, sometimes like in the middle of conversation or in a five second stretch in between other things. And and I would point this out to people that hey that that's kind of that, that that's weird, right? Like, why? <laughs> why why do you do this? Or, or other things I, I would I would point out, and and I'm saying that my problem is opposite because I I I do tell them, and uh, and often I I do get in trouble for this, right? Because I am <laughs> I am intruding, not being invited to, and I am kind of offering advice, but 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 I. I don't know how to notice it and say it once in a way that 
maybe uh, makes them consider it and then stop thinking uh, uh, about it, right? Like, like you know, stop living uh, th- th- their lives. I, I will say it, but sometimes in, in a way that that's maybe a little too, too pushy, like, like something is obvious to me because I struggle with this, I went through this, and now this is obvious to me that this is the correct way, quote-unquote correct way to yeah. to live or to, to do something. But it might not be for them, might, might not be correct for them. Maybe they have a different personality. Maybe it is u- universally correct, but they won't accept it because they don't know it yet or it's not as important to them. Or maybe, you know, they have a good reason right now to to, to do something like this. And it's also hard for me um, because, because of, you know, it's about like things and problems I, I've struggled with. So I'm uh, sensitive to, and also because of my concern to people around me is I, I stay concerned and I, I, I keep seeing that. I, I just, I, I can't, I, I don't know how to, be helpful, encouraging, and then like stop thinking about it, stop looking at it, and stop um, kind of forcing my help instead of uh, offering it. So yeah, yeah, and and then another thing is that um, which I'm trying to do every time. I'm trying to be helpful without asked <laughs> for it. Um, is uh, this idea of giving the advice or the help or giving the yeah let's call it advice and then trying to detach myself from it so as you said not following up like you know i said it like you know that's the thing you do with it what you want to do with it and that's it because it's really hard it's really hard not to follow up and see did they really take pay pay attention to me or not um yeah but as you said it shouldn't be my concern i did my part i said this to them uh, and uh, but of course, they might not be ready for this advice. They might not be ready for this moment. They might not get uh, be there yet. So I should give them leeway. I should give them time to to process it, to and to up- act upon it. And and uh, as we know, everybody has a choice. They can choose not to accept my advice, and it should be fine with me. But very often, it's not. Right. Yeah. Th- that that's exactly you know what 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 I'm feeling. I I I want to. Um, fully respect their autonomy, um, but but sometimes like like just my impulses and emotions get 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 in the way, and I I um, I, I just I, I keep seeing that right, and I, I I don't know how to get out of that mindset, even though it's it's obviously uh, the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, so speaking of uh, a choice, for example, um, the, the, the book starts with this story of this person who doesn't want to get out of the house. And uh, with this story, what I, what I got reminded by uh, was this idea that everything we do is a choice. Again, this book like, brought, brought back this, these thoughts to me that we have more choice than we think we do. So, um, you know... Um, I choose not to. I choose to be angry. I choose to be, you know, um, annoyed by this. I choose, even though sometimes it's not the choice, it's not the conscious choice. It just happens, but it kind of, but it's still <laughs> a choice to, 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 you know, to live it, right? So, so I think this book also reminds, I mean, it did, it did remind me about this, that very often what I do, a mind trick to myself, if, if there is a situation that happened to me, mm-hmm. um, uh, I repeat to myself, Okay, so I choose to do this, and when I when I, when I say that, 
then and very often it sounds ridiculous. Like for example, <laughs> you know, I I choose to get mad or I choose to I don't know um, fall on the bike. So it's actually not a choice. But then I realize, okay, it was the wrong choice. <laughs> let's let's you know um, um, let's think about it and let's choose something else. Let's choose the alternative. Uh, so um, so what I'm saying is that by rephrasing anything that happens to me as a choice, it helps me bring back control to me and 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 then and then make a conscious choice what to do next about it yeah i i think it's useful a useful thing to to think about it even if it's not true the 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 book mm -hmm. is making an outrageous claim that uh um, causes don't exist that everything is a reason so you you didn't shout because you got angry your reason for getting angry is so you 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 could shout that that's a stretch uh, let, let's just uh, put it at, at that but I, I i do agree uh thinking about about it in this way like uh your your impulses even and and things you do kind of automatically as a choice maybe a bad choice but a, a choice nonetheless i think it's useful even if it's not true because it it brings you back this sense of autonomy and when we don't feel autonomy when we don't feel like we're in control it's hard to change something like when you know um an, an alcoholic is 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 depressed by the fact that he's an alcoholic so he keeps drinking or a tv series junkie like me uh you know spends half of the the evening watching netflix and is 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 so um starts thinking so so low of 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 himself that he decides to spend the rest of the evening watching Netflix because, well, there's nothing else I could do. Like, it's just there is no choice. It's it's, it's beyond Netflix did this to you. Right. Yes, of course. Like, <laughs> it, it's all the fault of a big corporation. Uh, that's uh, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, like 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 thinking about about this in terms of choice uh, is useful, even if it if it's not true. It's useful because it it helps you make the correct next decision yeah and and because of that i mean it's always it's been that like this before i read the book is that whenever people are saying you know i couldn't do anything about it it just happened to me it just always happens to me or this guy caused it or this thing caused it whenever people are like this i get annoyed <laughs> i get so frustrated because um with with this I, I, because you know especially i think uh, us people from poland that generalize uh, we like to take to, to blame everything else than ourselves um um <laughs> this blaming everything else than us than ourselves like removes our control removes our ability to get feedback uh, like impedes us from learning from anything because you know if this happened to me there's nothing to learn from me it just happened i have no clue about it like i couldn't do it it's gonna happen again right it's just it's almost inevitable that things will happen again and again and again because i don't admit that i have even a slight choice here or a slight you know cause to this to this happening um and even and as i said even if i don't have like you know the you know the the the, the bad weather happened but what i do with the bad weather what i what i let it like how i let it Look, impact what, me or wait 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 Bad weather? What are you talking about? 
the book says all problems are interpersonal relationship problems. So it, it, it's not possible. Like bad weather is not possible. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, yeah. So this this claim is outrageous. The interpersonal <laughs> relationship problems as the cause of all problems. Yeah. It's a kind of a stretch. Well, shifting gears a little bit, I was surprised you liked this book as much as as you did, or at least as as much as I, I sense you did um, when you recommended it to me. Is because well, putting aside the the form of it is, I got the sense reading this book that it's mostly for um, for people who are struggling with low self-esteem like for for people who are struggling with um kind of more serious emotional issues inferiority complex whatever and 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 they're struggling to make progress in in their lives and i i got the sense that many of the the concepts like the the whole book kept building concept after concept um for this kind of use case of of this uh you know one of the characters in this whole uh, story, and I, I got the sense that that many of those claims that that seem pretty outrageous to me, like made sense in this in this context, in this system that that is supposed to help people who are struggling with low self esteem. But uh, I don't think that that's a problem you struggle with or I struggle with. And that was also why it was difficult for me to enjoy the book. I, I found a lot of uh, snippets that I I found useful or or interesting but it, it was hard for me to to like unpack them from everything around it yeah um i think it's because you know i don't have very low self-esteem but i have moments of low self-esteem so uh so with this kind of book what how uh, like what it did was kind of uh, help me understand that really if i'm insecure i just have to push through and what i believe in you know, and 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 I do have moments like this. Uh, um, it's like Seth Golden, what he always says that if your lizard brain tells you it's scary, you shouldn't do it. It means that it's exactly what should be we should be doing, right? Mm. And and that's why I needed also this guidance from Seth Golden, and especially uh, in the context um, of this book uh, right now. You know, we are doing something crazy with NOSB four and NOSB three. So like we are changing like the new version of product. We are we are changing a little bit the business model. You you know, I sound very confident. I am very confident in all this. I believe in this project of NOS before very much, just like you do. We are the leaders of this project. <laughs> we are pushing through like crazy. Um, but on the other hand, I have these moments of really like you know of 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 being scared, <laughs> scared of you know maybe it might not work. It might not work as we thought it would. You know, yeah. uh, but but. I know that the bigger picture is, I mean, I know the juice is worth the squeeze. I know it's worth it. I, I, like, like, well, but I don't know for sure. I believe it's worth, it's worth yeah. it. And, uh, but if you believe you don't have fact, I don't have guaranteed, you know, hundreds of thousands of new NOSB users in a year. I don't have that. What I know, what I have is guaranteed confusion between two applications um, a guaranteed um, problem of, the, you know, delaying maybe the launch of the app because of some technical problems or something. Like, I, I have that. And I have to fight all these uncertainties and all these issues, plowing through and believing the cause 
and 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 having the courage to be disliked by some people who will tell me this is wrong you shouldn't be doing that uh, rewriting software is the cardinal mistake as we that, as we discussed on this show um uh, like breaking your business model and making a different business model while this works and gives you money you shouldn't be doing this you're building yourself a grave yeah right so so this is why i actually needed this book in this moment because it just kind of reassured me that you need this courage to be disliked, that there will be people blaming you, there will be people telling you're wrong. But if you believe the cause enough, if you if you believe that what you're doing is right, then it's going to be fine. And 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 what I liked about this book is that, uh, and this is the, the point which I really loved, is I know we should do this. Not because some people are confirming this or some people are saying I should do it. No, I know I should do this. So I shouldn't care. Uh, uh, like, like, of course, I should care uh, to, to market not before as the thing. But I know we need this. I know people need this. And, and, and that's why. And that should be the only conviction for me. People want it, uh, even if they don't know they, don't, they want it. But I know this. And I'm doing this for, but, but not for them. I'm doing this for me because I'm doing this because I know this is the way to do it. And again... Very often, there will be businesses who will be using NOSB and teams using NOSB4, not thanking me, not telling me how great I am, not telling us how great we are, whatever, just using it and making their businesses better. And I'm doing it for them. Uh, uh, but it's my cause. It's my thing. I don't need the, the pat on the shoulder from them. Or I mustn't need the pat on the shoulder to get there. Wow. <laughs> that, 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 was pretty, that was pretty deep. <laughs> so anyway... I like this conclusion that you should be doing stuff because you believe in them and you're doing them like for you, but not for you to gain, you know, recognition or whatever. No, for you because you feel like you need to do it. And and this message went through to me from this book. You know, like uh, I do this because I know I should be doing this. Yeah. And that's it. That that that's pretty powerful. Um the 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 way I I remembered it um, being uh, explained when when kind of trying to to explain to you how you gain happiness is um, is that happiness is a feeling of contribution the the, the sense that you are of benefit to yeah. people around you to society maybe even and and that's that's very different from being recognized or seeking recognition, which is in fact a very toxic uh, thing to do, and and that's actually we talked about it in punished by rewards, uh, but kind of from the the opposite side, you know, being recognized, seeking to be recognized, is an unfree way to live because your sense of self worth is tied to other people's opinion, which is. Uh, fleeting and changing and um, outside of your con control and with uh, with a little self-confidence the knowledge itself that you are beneficial uh, is enough now I I don't know I'm, I'm not I'm not convinced that this is a a an accurate or, or complete uh, definition of, of, of happiness. I, I, I think that there's a lot more to it, but I, I, I do buy that as, a, as one of the things, at least. I, I do 
I do get that sense. Um, I wouldn't call it happiness, maybe. Maybe I would call it something different, but uh, maybe I would call it tranquility in, in the uh, stoic um, fashion. But the, the, the sense that you're doing something good, that you're doing something that's useful, of benefit, that, that you are helping people, even if it's not direct, even if you're not curing cancer, um, even if no one recognizes you, and in fact, I, 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 I don't want to have attention put upon me. That that just seems stressful. Uh, but 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 the sense itself that I'm doing good work is very satisfying. It's it's very it has a, a very big impact on on my, my my sense of 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 joy in life and and kind of self confidence that um, I'm doing something good. Right? I don't care what other people think. I don't I don't care about the, the feedback I, I, I get from it, well, at least not in the, the sense of defining my uh, myself, but it, it is enough. That I know that I'm doing something good and that, that's good. That's enough. That, that's enough to, to be satisfied. Yeah, that's why they always repeat that the journey is the ultimate destination because you should be enjoying the journey. You should be enjoying your contribution and not... Uh, thinking of how will people react to it, if people will praise me or not, or whatever. This is like a cherry on top, which is like a treat, as you mentioned right last time. It's a treat. It's not the reward. The reward is the act of doing it, and um, and and that's why it's 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 hard to contribute. But but you know, we humans we like being praised. We like being. Um, we don't like being criticized. So that's why um, it's hard to contribute in this selfless way. And tell yourself that, you know, it's fine. I don't need this. I don't need that. I don't, you know, thank you for this pat on the shoulder. It's it's fine. It's I didn't do it for that. But you know, it's it's you know, we're just humans. So we we fall into these traps. That's why for me this book I kind of um brought back this 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 notion. And and, and you're and you're right, this this contribution. And that's why that's why what we're doing now, like with with what I mean, you know, from like your work, like uh, in our team. This gives you happiness when you contribute this, when we like advance. Like this is more important than anybody else telling you how great of a job we're we're doing, you know, or how bad of a job we're doing, criticizing us. Like you know, doing what's right. It's it's um it's it's correct. I, I had this situation in my involvement in the parents' association, which we discussed on this show several times. Um when I did something to help the parents' association, but then later one of the parents in our committee thanked everyone, but just completely neglected what I did, which was like fundamental to, to, to the achievement that, that she mentioned. So it kind of hurt when she did this. But then on the other hand, I thought, yeah, but I know I did it. I know it worked. I know it helped. I don't need her. I mean, and I don't need her to be, you know, uh, giving me credit. It's fine. I would have done it anyway because it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, which actually reminds me of of one thing I, I found useful and and actually connected to the book Punished by Rewards. The book Punished by Rewards uh, like seeded the idea that uh, praise uh, might might be toxic under some circumstances. And I I, I like I liked how uh, Kurt to be disliked uh, talked about the difference in how people communicate in vertical relationships. Uh, that is hierarchical yeah uh, versus horizontal relationships as in uh, we are equals uh, or 
different by equal but but equal right not not on a ladder and saying to someone uh good job is inherently kind of a hierarchical thing to do you know if 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 you asked a a a a friend to uh to 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 bring you a cup of tea from the kitchen you wouldn't tell them great job you would say thank you and and I, that, that's actually, I, I don't know. I don't know why, like, it, it's a small thing, but I, I really liked, liked it, how uh, maybe you should say thank you. Not, not good job, because that's praise that, that suggests that you are above them, that you are the one sending mm-hmm. praise down, um, kind of in a very hierarchical relationship, like a parent to, to a, uh, you know, stereotypical parent to a child or a, a teacher to a... Um, to a student, but you know you're on equal footing. So you you don't praise the work. You thank you for you you thank for the contribution. Yeah, and uh, I can tell you <laughs> that it's hard. Uh, for example, for for, for uh, I I have to be reminded of, of this, and I I love this this concept of uh, uh, vertical versus uh, you know horizontal uh, um, relationships um, because. What I realized that, for example, being a boss in the company, eh, I really have to try hard to be horizontal with people, to be their partner, to work with them, because very often they try, some of them try to revert the situation, to put them, put it, put, put it vertical, like saying, thanks, boss. When they say thanks, boss, I'm like, like why would you say that? <laughs> you know, like, please don't, you know, um, um uh, because this just reverts the, you know, you know what I'm saying. This, this just brings the situation back to vertical, which I don't want to, and we, sh- and we, like, which we both shouldn't want to, right? Oh yeah. And uh, I see that, for example, again, thanks to these two books, uh, what I do, how I communicate with my kids. I no longer try to say to my daughter, you know, do this because I want it, because I'm your freaking parent, and you should do it. I do it like, look, we are a team. We're working together here. So I'm trying to build this, 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 this sense of a team. Like it's a team effort. Right. So you should be doing this because it helps our team. It's for us. And I think this brings, you know, the, the, the relationship from the parent and the child to we are together. This, we are a team of people and let's, put the te- let's push the team forward together. Uh, okay, we'll cut now. But uh, as always... Uh there will be the links to the books on Amazon and Audible in the show notes and to uh, my notes uh, that are on my website and uh, other notes I I found on, on the internet that are more detailed if you want that.